0: Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Moving on to this next matchup, 425 p.m., we've got the 7-6-1 and 1 Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Kansas City to take on the 10-4 Kansas City Chiefs, this game has a 44-point total, where the Kansas City Chiefs are 7.5-point favorites. In terms of injuries here, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Nick Bolt, and Traverius Ward, uh, amongst mo- many other players on the Chiefs, all test positive and are added to the COVID-19 reserve list. Um, in terms of uh, Pittsburgh's injuries, Pat Fryermuth, he's dealing with a concussion, the second one of the year. Uh, so he was a DNP on Wednesday. Devin Bush uh, was added to the COVID-19 list. So, Greg, where are you going here with this matchup?
1: I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Kansas City to cover, Kansas City to win uh, on Kansas City side. Patty, he's uh, doing pretty well the last couple games. got to play him as a top five option QB position. Uh, As far as the running backs, it's been tough to trust him a little bit. Clyde, I think, still has the higher upside, uh, I think, in that low-end RB2 category. Uh, As far as the receivers, pass catchers, Travis Kelsey, you're starting him coming off his blow-up game last week. Uh, Tyreek Hill was also added to the cover list, I believe. Um, So as far as the secondary pass catchers step up, I mean – it's hard to, you know, really is Brian, Brian Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, uh, guys like that. I still would just rely on Travis Kelsey. Really, uh, I think Mahomes is probably going to spread the ball against uh, with those complementary receivers if Hill can't go. On Pittsburgh side, Najee Harris, you expect him to bounce back. Uh, this is probably his first really, you know, bust game of the year. So uh, I think he bounces back from that as a low on RB one, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver one territory as well. And Claypool's in that wide receiver four. That's some wide receiver three upside.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take the over here. I'm gonna take Kansas City to cover. I'm gonna take Kansas City to win. Um, yeah, I mean, do we have confirmation Travis Kelsey's going? Like, is that a fact?
1: Um, I don't know. Because I know he was added to the COVID-19
0: list, but he's asymptomatic, and I, I believe he's vaccinated. So, um. Mm.
1: Um, uh, well, right now, he's, yeah, he's still on the list. Uh, he's vaccinated, though, so there's a chance he could be activated before Sunday. Yes,
0: yeah, so he, he, he has a shot, um, but, yeah. you know, I would definitely have other contingency plans in place. His backup, Blake Bell, was also added to the COVID-19 list, so uh, you can't even go directly to his backup there.
1: Maybe it's the um, McCall Harmon game. This could be it, man. This is the one.
0: <laughs> Definitely not putting my my chances on the fantasy championship on McCall Hardman to leave me there. I'd rather put it on Byron Pringle. Um, but but um honestly, Mahomes, I think he still finishes as a QB one for you. You know, we've been saying it. I mean, I, I know I've been saying it forever, right? Like, you know, Mahomes doesn't need the best supporting no. cast in the world, but he has it, and he doesn't need the best play caller in the world, but he has that too. So, um. You know, I think between the play caller and his pure talent, he should still be able to get a QB1 finish. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think this has to be a good week, man. I mean, Pittsburgh has been terrible uh, as a rush defense, so Clyde, like, I think he's got to come through this week uh, with with an, at least an RB1 finish, I think. I think that's the, that's the standard this week. I mean... Yeah, I maybe mean, could rely on more with the Anthony pass catchers too. With the yeah, with the with the pass catchers missing, I think obviously Byron Pringle, Byron Pringle has a role, uh, as does I think Daryl Williams. I think Daryl Williams probably gets a little bit more involved, catches some more passes out of the backfield with some of these guys missing. Uh, on the Pittsburgh side, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, both top six options for me at their respective positions. Uh, but that's really as far as I'm going to go, uh, you know, in terms of that offense.
1: Yeah, I still like Pat Vermeer as a, a tight end-year starter. No, if he
0: can go, Maybe. for sure. If yeah, he can go, I don't know what the situation is with the yeah. if he can go, 100%. He's, he's in my yeah. line as tight end-one, but... Um, Moving on to Sunday Night Football, we've got the 6-8 Washington football team traveling to Dallas, taking on a 10-4 Dallas Cowboys. This game has a 47.5-point total. The Dallas Cowboys are 10.5-point favorites. In terms of injuries, Dallas is okay. Uh, Washington, on the other hand, uh, Landon Collins, he was a DMP uh, with a foot injury. And then Antonio Gibson, he was a DMP with a toe injury. Um, In terms of the game here I'm going to take the over I'm going to take Dallas to cover I'm going to take Dallas to win uh I feel like CD Lamb is going to gonna have his breakthrough game this week I, <laughs> I really do uh Greg's laughing uh but I I just I really feel like mainly because uh most of my CD Lamb teams have already been eliminated from playoff contention right. so exactly. It just, like, feels like that karma is just coming to set in like that. Not karma, like, not like that I deserve this, but just, like, you know, Greg, you know how my luck turns out sometimes with these things. So uh, I feel like Dak has to follow suit eventually. Don't know if that's this week, but, you know, eventually Dak has to turn it around. Uh, Tony Pollard and Zeke are both in play for me as running back twos, um, you know, I don't know who to give the higher upside to. Like, I, I want to say it's Zeke, but, like, I feel like it's Pollard. Um, but for on the Washington side, Antonio Gibson, he's an RB, two if he can go. Uh, if not, Jarrett Patterson. I don't know if you really want to trust him uh, as a three-down back. I'm not really feeling think I'm going to go there. Uh, and then Terry McCorn, he's going to be a wide receiver three for me this week. Um, you know, he has not been great, so it's hard to trust him for sure.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Dallas to cover, Dallas to win. Uh, I think Dallas continues to dominate with their their D-line, um, one of the best D-lines in football right now. On Dallas side, uh, not really – I mean, if that couldn't get it done last time against Washington in this defense, uh, I'm not going to – Put all my marbles into Dak again. I think he still gives you, I think he gets a QB two finish, but something's up this last couple weeks. So he just hasn't been getting it done. I do trust Zeke a little more than Pollard uh, this week. Um, I both have him as, you know, RB twos though. And CD lamb and Michael Gallup should both have solid games. Dr. Schultz seems to find his way back into uh, relevance. So you're playing him as well. And as far as Washington, A.G., if he can go, he's the only one I, I want. Um, good bounce back week last week. I think he's uh, solid. Has some RB1 upside, low, high, high in RB2. Uh, that's about it as far as the Washington side.
0: Yeah, definitely. One thing to note, though, on the Dak thing, I know you talked about the last the game the last time. There was a lot of uh, defensive, uh, some turnovers led to some mm-hmm. short fields, you know. Has a little Mm-mm. impact on the on the score. Plus, he's playing at home this time too. So, um, I mean, I don't know, man. That I know, that. I know. I'm 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 grasping for straws here. Um, moving on to the final matchup of the week, Monday Night Football, the seven and seven Miami Dolphins traveling to New Orleans to take on the seven and seven New Orleans Saints. This game has a thirty eight and a half point total. Where the Saints are three-point favorites in terms of injuries, Miami's okay. Um, New Orleans on the other hand, and they added Adam Troutman and t- tight end Juwan Johnson, both their tight ends, uh, to the COVID-19 reserve list. So um, I believe that just leaves Nick Van Nett there. Greg, where are you at with this matchup here? It's
1: like an under. Take the Saints to cover and the Saints to win. Two things is one of those ugly games. I mean, not hopefully not six nothing or nine nothing like the other Saints last Saints game, but you know the Saints defense can really get hot at their home. I think they get it done. Taysom Hill though, he still finishes QB one, uh, low on QB one at the the at the very least. Uh, Kamara, you're playing him, um, and Marcus Callaway seems to be getting the. You know, the the work as the number one receiver in this offense the last couple of weeks so I'm playing him as in wide receiver three category uh, as far as the Miami side Tua uh, you know he couldn't take advantage of that matchup last week I think he's in QB two territory as well uh, as far as the running back throw is gonna be Miles Gaskin switched right to Duke Johnson and uh, definitely a guy we talked about in the waiver wire pod uh, I think he's Definitely going to get a timeshare, at least between the two. Um, I'm very intrigued to see if Duke Johnson gets the the lead again um, because Salva Ahmed will also be activated most likely. So might be a little messy situation. But if I had to choose one, I'd probably go with the hot hand right now and Duke Johnson give me an RB3 week. Jalen Waddle, he's back. Uh, so that's awesome news. Uh, he should be coming off the cover this week. He is a wide receiver, too, for me. And Mike Isecki uh, is a low and tight end one.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Saints to cover. I'm going to take the Saints to win. Uh, on the Miami side, Jalen Waddle resumes his role here as a low end wide receiver one. Devontae Parker, I'm going to have him as a wide receiver two. Mike Gesicki is a low end mid range tight end one. Uh, Duke Johnson versus Miles Gaskin, that's the question this week, like you alluded to. I think I'm probably going to, I'm definitely going to agree with you here and go, go with the hot hand here in Duke Johnson. On the New Orleans side, I hate to question it, but does Taysom Hill have a down week? I just have to throw it out there. Miami good against quarterbacks, especially these mobile quarterbacks. Uh, we saw what they did to Lamar Jackson. Uh, we saw what they were uh, able to do to Cam Newton. Uh, so you know, it just makes me wonder. You know, does that happen? I, you know, I think Sean Payton and company—they're good enough as an offensive staff to cook some stuff up there for Sean for for Taysom Hill, but. Uh, I do question, you know, whether the upside will be there. Uh Alvin Kamara will be in RB1, of course, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh time for that money, Tom man. Let's get to them starts Ooh. of the week, ching ching. Yes, sir. Quarterback start of the week, brother. What do you got?
1: Uh alluded to the earlier Matthew Stafford going against Minnesota. I think this is an awesome matchup for him. Uh just Gonna be a smash spot for him. It hasn't had a 300-yard game uh, since that game against Green Bay. I think he gets it done here and gets his three touchdowns like he was doing a lot through, through the meat meats part of the year. Uh, he's gonna finish with a top five top five day for sure. Start him up.
0: My quarterback start of the week, Matthew Stafford. He's been money this year <laughs> under Sean McVay. He got a career yes, high. He's got career highs in completion percentage at 67.6, touchdown rate at 7%, and the second highest yards per attempt in his career at 8.3. He's been absolutely balling against Minnesota defense, which has been one of the worst against quarterbacks, especially in recent weeks. Uh, love this one here, and you know it's going to be good because Greg and I both picked this, so... Definitely love that one. Greg, your running back start of the week, brother. What do you got?
1: Got to go with Dave Montgomery going against Seattle. I mean, he's still getting that volume. He had 18 carries last week, six targets last week, still over uh, 20 touches. I think he's going to get similar volume this week, but with a way better matchup uh, going against Seattle, who's bottom five against running backs at their position, uh, giving up a lot of running yards. And and yeah, Dave Montgomery, I think they're going to win this game. It's going to be on the back of him.
0: Yeah, I like that one. I uh, definitely sense that one coming. Tell me if you sense this one coming. Clyde Edwards hilarious. Uh it hasn't been the best year for Clyde, but it's, he's been solid. Now comes a really juicy matchup against Pittsburgh. And over the last three weeks, you would probably wouldn't know it, but Pittsburgh is up ahead of the New York Jets for the you know, one of the worst rush defenses uh against opposing running backs. They're actually the second worst, so there's actually a, a team that's up there ahead of both them and the Jets. Uh, But they're allowing 33.1 PPR points to opposing running backs over the last three weeks. And, you know, some of the loss of weapons in the past game for the Chiefs kind of sets up here perfectly for Clyde Edwards-Alaire to have an RB1 finish on the week.
1: Ooh, hope you're right. That Berman ham rub, man. That'd be great great for for Clyde and
0: this team. Be great for Clyde. Be great for the team. It'd Be great for our team. uh, Yes, sir. We co-manage here. so. (laughs) Uh, Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, man. What do you got?
1: I'm gonna go with T. Higgins going against Baltimore, going against this banged up secondary. I mean, last week he, you know, first week in in four weeks, three weeks that he didn't, you know, didn't get his over 100 yards. Uh, the previous three weeks he was averaging uh over almost 120 yards per game. Uh, had two touchdowns in that span. I think he gets back to that. Uh, and he's gonna destroy this team. Um, you know, Jamar Chase got the big game last time. It's time for T. Higgins to get it done uh, going against Baltimore.
0: I like that one as well. I definitely sense that one coming as well. You probably sense this one coming. <laughs> uh, going for the, the confidence shot here with my guy, C.D. Lamb. Again, he's been so close to breaking out in recent weeks. I, I got to call my shot here when we need it. Going up against Washington, who's 11th in terms of you know PPR points allowed to wide receivers over these last three weeks. The other thing, Ceedee Lamb is you know he's he's got a team leading 28% target share over this time span, which is a very healthy number. Trust Ceedee Lamb to lead you to this promised land starting this week here against the Washington Football Team.
1: Gotta love that there. I mean, another one that will also help our team. So. Yeah, we we need C D Lamb for sure.
0: Most definitely, Greg, your tight end start of the week. What do you got?
1: I'm gonna go with Rob Gronkowski going against Carolina. Just the bump in targets he's going to get. This man had 11 targets last week, that's a season high. Uh, only had two catches off that. It's a you know very low catch rate, but he gets it done this week and a better matchup. Uh, you know more attention just for him because uh, there's not going to be many receivers out there. It's going to be him and A B. So I think Gronk gets it done and gets in the end zone.
0: I like this one a lot, man. Most definitely, uh, Greg. You you said that there was two guys that representing our team. There's actually – I got three starts of the week that represent Ooh. our team here. the start of the week here. Is
1: this for the, the pod or for our team? I, got,
0: <laughs> I mean, it just happened to work out this way, I swear. I wasn't doing this on purpose. But Kyle Pitts, over the last three weeks, uh, Detroit is allowing the eighth most PPR points to the tight end position at 16.7 PPR points per game. During that time span, Pitts has tied for tight end seven, with 10.5 PPR points per game. I think recent usage and a nice matchup will make for a nice spot here for the rookie, who has 847 receiving yards through 14 games and just one touchdown. Kyle Pitts, start him up, man. Hey, man,
1: I'm with it. Matt Ryan, Stream of the Week. Got Atlanta's defense stream of the week. Got a lot of Atlanta love this week, so hopefully they get it done against Detroit.
0: Most definitely, man. Most definitely. Greg, let's let's jump into the money time, man. You, yes, you got sir. a win on me
1: last week. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I
0: gotta I gotta get I gotta get back in the win column here. I know you're mm-hmm. trying to stay in the win column. You're trying to you're trying to go streaking here, Greg. So, um, I believe you have the first pick here because I I did have the first pick last week.
1: Bet. So I'm going to take Cooper Cup. As my wide receiver one, slide him in there. Ninety eight hundred, spinning that change. That is painful. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I took him
0: first. I'm coming for blood. <laughs> Got a close that, showing, you know. That's painful. Um, I'm gonna go with. Um. I know he's your wide receiver start of the week. So T Higgins, six thousand five hundred, because that price is just so nice. It's so nice. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, I had him in my lineup, but I really needed Cooper Cup. So I'm gonna
1: take Matthew Stafford now to get that stack at my quarterback start of the week, seventy nine hundred. Uh, also going against Minnesota. Okay. Um.
0: So with my. First running back slot. I'm gonna actually. I'm. I need. I need this price here. I need. I need these savings. I'm gonna go with Justin Jackson, fifty-four hundred. Mm. Brutal. I, I know, cause <laughs> I. I had Cooper Cup here too, so three square right there. Oh, yeah. You got
1: money now. Uh, I'm gonna take Dave Montgomery. Then my running back start of the week, sixty-six hundred as my RB one.
0: As I figure out my RB two. <laughs> I'm going to take my running back start of the week here. Just uh, wow. Clyde Edwards, helaire 6,500.
1: <laughs> uh, as my RB2, I'm going to take the other free square, Ronald Jones, also 5,400. Uh, Slide him in there going against Carolina.
0: Uh, for my first wide receiver, I'm going to take... Justin Jefferson, eighty four hundred, or my second wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, eighty four hundred, going up against the LA Rams. I can't. At my feature might as well join <laughs> you, I guess. <laughs>
1: Wait, Droid, get in that game for sure. I'm, I'm gonna take as my second receiver, Hunter Renfro, uh, going against Denver, seventy
0: one hundred. Okay. Uh, for my third receiver, I'm actually gonna go Antonio Brown, uh, seven thousand. So, yeah, I like that one for sure.
1: Uh, I'm going to take Russell Gage as my third receiver, 6,700
0: going against Detroit. Okay, that's fine. I'm a, I'm actually going to go Kyle Pitts as my tight end, my tight end start of the week, 5,900 going up against Detroit.
1: And I'm going to take Robert Gronkowski, my tight end start of the week, 6,700
0: in that same t- Tampa Bay Carolina game. I'm gonna go Dalvin Cook, 8800 Ooh. in the flex.
1: I'm gonna, uh, you know, take from last week. I'm liking this tight end, in the flex thing. I'm gonna go Dallas Goddard, uh, 5900, going against the Giants. Uh, he's
0: been playing really well late. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, Jacksonville defense, 4000, going up against the New York Jets.
1: Yep, and I'm gonna take Atlanta's defense, 3,800, going against Detroit Lions. Cheap at defense as well.
0: I'm gonna go with my quarterback. I'm just gonna call my shot here. Uh, Tyler Huntley, 75, Ooh. going up against Cincinnati. Oh man, what if Lamar plays? He's just gonna. Is that? I'm just, just gonna I'll swap it out, right? You let you let me do
1: that, right, Greg? Sure, sure. 7,500.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah 7,500 or less.
0: Wait, wait, right. Bet. All right. So, uh, Greg, why don't you read off your roster for the people?
1: Matty Stafford, my quarterback start of the week, our quarterback start of the week at 7,900 uh, playing uh, Minnesota. Dave Montgomery, my running back start of the week, 6,600. Ronald Jones, 5,400 going against Carolina. Cooper Cup with that Matthew Stafford stack at 9,800 going against Minnesota. Hunter Renfrow is my wide receiver too at 7,100. Uh, Russell Gage, my wide receiver three, 6700 Rob Gronkowski, my tight end at 6700 going against Carolina. Dallas Goddard in my flex at 5900 That's a really nice price. And the Atlanta Falcons, 3800 going against Detroit as my defense.
0: And for me, I've got Tyler Huntley, 7500 going up against Cincinnati. Uh, this is my quarterback. My RB1, I've got Justin Jackson, 5,400, going up against Houston. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. This is my RB2, 6,500, going up against Pittsburgh. My wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson, 8,400, going up against the L.A. Rams. Antonio Brown, uh, 7,000, going up against Carolina. T. Higgins, 6,500, going up against Baltimore. Kyle Pitts, my China start of the week, 5,900, going up against Detroit. Dalvin Cook 8,800 going up against the LA Rams and Jacksonville Jaguars 4,000 going up against the New York Jets. Like it, sure. I like it a lot. So everybody, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you you know you were able to to power through the whole thing. Um, but we definitely appreciate y'all kicking it with us. We appreciate y'all vibing with us this year. Uh, if you've made it this far, whether you, whether you made it to the fancy playoffs or you're not going to make it to the or you, you, you've already been eliminated or you didn't make it, um, you know, just again, just stay locked in, stay tuned in and, and you'll continue to, um, you know, get better for it and be better for it, especially next year. So um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Uh, enjoy this time with your family and your loved ones um, again from us here at the fantasy football diagnostics podcast. Again, we, we love you. We appreciate you. And, um, you know, again, just continue to, um, and again, and just have this time with your family and, and really enjoy it. So until next time y'all, we will talk to y'all Monday. Uh, hopefully you guys come a lot of y'all come back winners on the other side of it. So until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Peace. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics podcast. I'm your host, John June, and welcome into the Christmas Spectacular hosted by yours truly, of course, and my co host, Greg Penman. Greg, what's going on, bro?
1: Yeah, we're getting close to the greatest holiday ever. I mean, you know, and uh not finals week, but semifinals week. So, you know, last year we had a Alvin Kamar Christmas special. Maybe we can get hopefully get one of those legendary performances from some, some special player this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh Jonathan Taylor, looking at you. Yeah, JT. That's true. That'd be a nice Christmas
1: spectacular and not spectacular for me. That's what he does at this point.
0: <laughs> uh well, six would be a feat that he has not accomplished. So I I would love to see that. Um but You know, the FFDX Christmas Spectacular, Uh, we are obviously here, it is going to be a spectacular moment because we are not covering just the 1 p.m. games, we're not covering just the 4 p.m. or the primetime games or the Saturday games, we're covering every single game and then we're going to take the rest of the uh, week off and we'll talk to y'all, you know, obviously uh, on Monday, recap the week that was, but... We're going to, you know, go through streams of the week. We're going to go through starts of the week. We're going to play some Get Money as well. So, similar to the Spodi Odi Dopa show that we did for Thanksgiving. Um, again, you don't have to consume this all in one sitting. You can, um, you know, unlike your Christmas presents, which you are going to probably open up all at one time. You, you This one, you don't have to um, open it you know, or listen to the entire thing in its entirety, you can take it in in some pieces, Um, you know, just be mindful. We're recording this here Wednesday evening, uh, about 1030 at night. So uh, between now and the time that these games kick off, some things can change. Players can get COVID. Uh, Game could get postponed, as we've seen. So, um, you know, stay, stay water, stay, you know, stay, um, fluid Make sure that you can a- you're can you able to adjust uh, And that you're reacting to this news As it comes in um, But Greg With that being said Let's kick off the week 16 Breakdown by giving out these streams of the week So what, who's your quarterback stream of the week?
1: I'm going to go with Matt Ryan going against Detroit um, Hasn't had a two passing touchdown game Since week 9 But I do like his matchup here um, You know, Falcons should be doing a good job of getting the ball downfield to Coppess, Russell Gage, to Cordell Patterson. I think they found a nice little connection uh, downfield, especially with Gage. And I think Matt Ryan gets it done definitely for over 250.
0: Like that. I like that one for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield uh, roster, 28% of Yahoo leagues uh, go, goes up against green Bay. This game has a forty four and a half point total, which is the fifth highest uh, total on the week. Uh, Going up against Aaron Rodgers, uh, opposing quarterbacks are averaging 25 fantasy points per game against Green Bay over the last three weeks. And you're probably saying, oh, but John, you know, Tyler Huntley just went off against Green Bay last week. That's probably bringing up that average. Well, in fact, they've allowed at least 18 points over their last four games in each of their last four games to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, The Browns are getting healthier. I like, I like Baker to have a streamable week this week.
1: Yeah, I like that for sure.
0: Greg, your tight end stream of the week, man, what do you got?
1: I mean, the reason why I like that is because I have Austin Hooper as my tight end stream of the week. He's 32% rostered uh, going against Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is susceptible to giving up points to the tight end position. <clears throat> also, this is probably one of the top target getters for this team when he's in and healthy six targets the week before he scored a touchdown. Um, used to average had over, sorry, at least five you know, targets in three of the last four games. So he's been on target for, with uh, Bacon Mayfield as a guy you can trust uh, and can probably get a touchdown.
0: Yeah, definitely like that one as well. Uh, I'm going to go back to a well here. I'm going to go back to the Cole Comet well. He's still only 25% roster in the Yahoo Leagues, gets to go up against Seattle, came through last week 6-for-71 on nine targets. I think he, come, he can come through again for us this week. Seattle has been the team to target uh, with the tight end position this season, and, and they've kept that trend going over their last three games, allowing the fifth-most PPR points to the position at 19.1. One of just five teams allowing more than 19 points per game to the tight ends during that span. And Komet, who hasn't scored a touchdown yet, should have about 3.7 touchdowns right now based on his yardage total. So uh, some positive regression potentially coming his way there. Yeah, he's definitely due. Greg, your defensive stream of the week, man.
1: Speaking of going with Matt Ryan, I'm going to go with Atlanta's defense going against Detroit, you know, kind of play into their hands there. Uh, you know, they play 49ers last week. Bad matchup for them. But before that, had four sure games with at least one interception, uh, had two against Carolina so they can take advantage of some good matchups. This is probably one of the best you're going to get uh, team that's going for the number one pick. Uh, I think they get some turnovers in this one.
0: Like that one as well. I'm going to go with Jacksonville, 6% roster in Yahoo Leagues. They get, they get to play against Zach Wilson and the New York Chats, and they are widely available. So if you're desperate, yep. you need them. They're definitely out there.
1: Yeah, both available. Atlanta's, I think, 4% roster, too.
0: Let's jump into Thursday Night Football, and we've got the 8-6 and six San Francisco 49ers traveling to Tennessee to take on the 10-4 and four Tennessee Titans. This game has a 44-point total, where the San Francisco 49ers are 3.5-point favorites. Uh, similar to last time, I'm not going to you know, get into the details of every injury like I normally do. I will shed some light on some of the ones that I think are, are important, but... Uh, You know, I'm not going to go through the trouble on Wednesday of listing everybody on injury reports when, you know, a lot of this stuff could change between now and and Sunday. So um, in terms of the injuries on the San Fran side, Elijah Mitchell, he's out with a knee injury. Um, You know, there's a few guys on defense that, uh, you know, are are also out. Trey Sermon is actually designated to return from injured reserve. So it's just something to note, you know. You know, as we get closer, uh, you know, deeper into this fantasy playoff on the Tennessee side, um, AJ Brown, he's been designated uh, to return from injured reserve. So looks like he's on track to play. I think they have until uh, I think they had until today at 3 p.m. to to activate him. So I'm sure that that was done um, or it's either today or tomorrow. Um, But. They uh will be missing a couple guys on the offensive line. Uh in terms of the game here, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Tennessee to cover. Gonna take San Fran to win, however. Uh George Kittle on the San Fran side, he's obviously uh tight end one uh upside to be the tight end one. Uh Debo Samuel, he's a high-end wide receiver too. Uh Jimmy G, I think, is uh, you know, solid quarterback two on the week. Uh and then Brandon Ayuk, I think uh, he's 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 a definitely a wide receiver three. Uh, he's got upside for more than that for sure. Uh, Tennessee's been weak against wide receivers. Uh, they've been better as of late. Uh, but I I still like Kyle Shanahan and company to to you know put some points up against a uh, a weak Tennessee defense. A Tennessee defense that's had its moments of weakness uh at, at points this year. And then on the Tennessee side, Deontay Foreman. He's an RB two. Uh and I I love AJ Brown uh coming back to help fantasy managers this week.
1: That's right. Uh yeah. I'm gonna go with the over. I'm gonna take Tennessee to cover, but I'm gonna take Tennessee to win as well. They seem to just always find a way to win big games. Um on Tennessee side, I do like uh <clears throat> AJ Brown definitely coming back. Uh, for a bounce-back week here. I think you, you slot him right into at least top 24 category. Uh, he's definitely going to be a leader in targets on his team. Ryan Tannehill is going to find him. Um, as far as the running backs, Deontay Foreman, I think, is the lead you know, carry-getter. He's probably going to be the lead touches. Um, unless the game strip goes back and forth a little bit, Dontre Hilliard can be involved to be a, a RB3, lone RB3. On San Fran's side, uh, Jimmy G, I agree, is in that QB2 territory. No Eli Mitchell, so Jeff Wilson Jr. is back in uh plug and play RB2 territory as well. And Debo Samuel and George Kittle, the Pro Bowl selectees, big ups to them. You gotta start them there. You know, George Kittle's the top three option. Debo
0: Samuel, I like him as a long wide receiver one. Yeah, totally forgot to mention Jeff Wilson there. Um definitely like him as a as an RB two without Elijah Mitchell. All right, moving yeah. on to Saturday afternoon football. The seven and seven Cleveland Browns traveling to to Green Bay to take on an eleven and three Green Bay Packers. This game has a forty-four and a half point total. The Green Bay Packers are seven point favorites in terms of injuries. The Browns are getting a bunch of reinforcements back from the COVID list. In terms of Green Bay. Aaron Jones, he was limited with uh, a knee injury. Aaron Rodgers obviously dealing with that toe injury. hasn't practiced, but does not seem to be phased by that. Greg, where are you going with this matchup here?
1: I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Green Bay to cover and Green Bay to win um, at Lambeau. I think they just get it done. They're undefeated this year at home, so they're going to keep rolling. Aaron Rodgers, QB1 mid-tier QB1 for me. Aaron Jones, if he's able to go, he's a uh, solid RB2, uh, AJ Dillon again will continue to be involved as a. I think they're kind of ranked in similar territory, but I do give Aaron Jones a little higher upside. Um, as far as re- uh, receivers, Devonte Adams being the monster he's going to be um, all, all throughout the playoffs, you got to start him up. Um, Marquez Valdez Scandal is definitely getting some momentum, so he's got to be uh, in wide receiver territory for me. And on the Cleveland side, Nick Chubb, he should hopefully feed him a lot of touches like they did last week in that second half, uh to get him into RB one territory. Austin Hooper's back, so I like him. He's my tight end streamer of the week. Um to you know likely get lead the seam in targets. Um and if Jarvis is back, uh he's kinda that like wide receiver three,
0: wide receiver four. Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mention it, but I think uh MV yeah M V S is out. He's on the COVID list. Mm. So uh, so,
1: no MBS. That's all Devontae. That's all I want then. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, Um, for so for me, I'm gonna take the over here. I'm gonna take Green Bay to cover. I'm gonna take Green Bay to win. Uh, Nick Chubb, uh, has to he has to come through this week for an RB2 finish at least. Uh, I, mean, I got it done last week, but um, you know we have to get it done this week here. Uh, counting on him for that in terms of the pass game. Like I said, I like Baker Mayfield to be a streaming option. Uh, I also really like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, I think that you know he's got the the most upside of all these wide receivers here. Uh, Jarvis Landry again, he's going to be that steady guy. But if you if you want that upside, those big plays, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is is where those are going to come from. Um, on the Green Bay side. Yeah, Devontae Adams, like I, like as much Devontae Adams as I can possibly get in this game. That's what I want. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers, uh, obviously, attached to that. Um, in terms of the running backs, like you were saying, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they're both like RB2s, that's kind of where I see them. But Aaron Jones is going to get that slight edge to where, you know, he'll probably, you know, he'll see that pass game work. They'll both be used around the goal line. Uh, but you know, I think Aaron Rodgers just just has higher upside. I think so. Right. Uh, I'm gonna give him the slight edge there. Um, moving on to Saturday night football, we've got the uh, eight and six Indianapolis Colts traveling to Arizona to take on the ten and four Arizona Cardinals. This game has a one and a half or 49 and a half point total, where the Cardinals are one and a half point favorites. Ooh. In terms of injuries, uh, on the Arizona side, James Conner, he was a DMP with a heel injury. Uh, Rondell Moore, DMP with an ankle. Zach Ertz, limited participant with a hamstring. On the Indianapolis side, they got a couple of guys on defense that were added to the COVID list there. Uh, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Indianapolis to cover. I'm going to take Indianapolis to win uh, on the on – the, Arizona side, Kyler needs a bounce back in a major way uh, after last week. And if if he can get his legs going, I think we get that bounce back. Uh, James Conner, he's the top guy in the backfield. So uh, you play him as an RB1. Uh, you know, if, Ch- if he can't go for whatever reason, Chase Edmonds obviously would assume, uh, you know, an RB1 role. Uh, but, you know, assuming that James Conner does go, Chase Edmonds. Uh, who was a little a little bit involved last week? I expect his role to continue to grow, but he's he's probably an RB RB three um, you know desperation flex option at this point. Um, probably you know much better option in DFS or you know very deep leagues. Um, and then on the Indianapolis side, JT he's obviously going to be in your lineup. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. I like him to have a bounce back week this week. Uh, and then Carson Wentz has some quarterback to intrigue uh, especially if you're playing in super flex leagues
1: yeah i'm gonna take the under i'm gonna take the Colts to cover and i'm gonna take the Colts to win i think jt man is just the formula for the Colts right now to to win football games and they they gotta continue to use that uh so obviously they're on the Colts side jt He's a top one option right now at the RB position. Um, hopefully he gets another 25 to 30 carries and, and gets it done for this team. Um, Michael Pittman hopefully doesn't get ejected in this game, um, but he's got to be back and play. Hopefully get you a, a top 30 play because, um, you know, they're they're going to ha- have to use him as well. And just JC Jackson is not on him. Uh, as far as the Cardinal side, Kyler Murray should definitely bounce back and have a better game. Um, so I have him definitely as a high in QB1. James Conner uh, being the lead dog, I agree with you. And uh, that low one RB1 territory, Christian Kirk is kind of taking the lead dog role, so you got to continue to play him uh, as a strong wide receiver, too, for me. And Zachary, if he's able to go, he's definitely in some start of the week potential. He's got a, a good matchup, and he's definitely going to be the you know second target getter in the team uh, or with Kirk as well.
0: Yeah, no idea why I did not speak about those guys, but yeah. Christian Kirk, Zach Ertz.
1: Definitely. Yeah, Those two, yeah. There. Get it done.
0: Um moving on to the next matchup here. Still one uh Sunday, one PM. We've got the ten and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Carolina to take on the five and nine Carolina Panthers. This game has a forty four point total where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eleven point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh so good news, I is it good news, I'm not really sure. <laughs> But uh Carolina, they're getting Sam Darnold back. He's healthy. Apparently Cam Newton is still the starter, but Sam Darnold is expected to play. I don't I don't know how that works, what that meant what that means. I think pretty sure Matt Rule says this like every week, uh at this point with his quarterback. So uh we'll just kind of believe it when we see it. Um on the Tampa Bay side. Mike Evans, uh, he was a DMP with a hamstring injury that he suffered in Sunday's game. Um, Antonio Brown, he was a limited participant with an ankle injury that's kept him out for uh, the last few weeks. Uh, Levante David, he could be out for the next four weeks with a foot sprain there. So something to watch on the Tampa Bay side, uh, on that Tampa Bay defense, uh, you know, that defensive side and that front seven specifically. Um, Greg, where are you going with this matchup here?
1: I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Tampa to cover and Tampa to win. I think even with the injuries, Tampa does lock in and, and take advantage of uh, Carolina, who I still think is a inferior team to them. I'm not looking at any quarterbacks on Carolina's side, uh, really, with them. I'm looking at DJ Moore as probably just a, a wide receiver three territory, and Amir Abdullah for a desperation running back. That's really all I'm touching um, but on Tampa side, Tom Brady, I have him as a l- low-end QB1. Um, you know, I think he still doesn't have weapons, but he does get A.B. back. That was his favorite weapon when he was using him. Uh, so A.B. I think slides into high-end wide receiver two category right away if he's playing uh, with some wide receiver one upside. Uh, have Ronald Jones ready. Uh, Leonard Furness doubtful for this game. So I think he slides into probably one of the top waiver ads uh, if you can make him. Um, and... Put him in as a plug and play RB two, uh, and as far as the Gronkhouse is gonna be the next pass catcher with AB to to lead that front, so he's definitely got top five tight end value. Uh, and the only other pass catcher I can think of is Tyler Johnson. He kinda slides in as usually the next guy, but I wouldn't trust him too much.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take the under here. Uh, I'm gonna take Carolina to cover. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay to win uh you know cam is impossible to trust but that yeah. upside is is definitely there i mean he's he's a borderline qb1 for me uh that's probably where i have him but he's you know that upside the range of outcomes is so wide for him crazy mm-hmm. uh it's 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 really crazy uh dj Moore, mm-hmm. i probably have him closer wide receiver two. robbie anderson being a wide receiver three um I I, do, I like Abdullah uh, as an RB three option. Uh, prefer him over Chuba Hubbard, who I, I'm probably gonna stay away from in a yeah. game like this. Uh, on the Tampa Bay side, I think Antonio Brown is like a necessity this week, man. I think for sure. you know, I think he he can really see Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup level volume from Tom ten plus, Brady, ten plus targets for sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking more like fourteen, fifteen, if, yeah, we're, yeah. if we're being honest, right? Um, you know, Tom Brady, I think he's still going to be a QB one for me, uh, and then Ronald Jones, he's going to help you out this week as a plug and play RB two if you ever if you're able to scoop him up off waivers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a being in this offense, you know, he's he's fresh, he's got fresh legs right now too, which. Yep. Uh, you know definitely is going to help you if you if you're able to scoop him up and then like you said Grock should see a bump in volume and then Tyler Johnson always seems to be that guy that that gets those opportunities Moving on to the next matchup we've got the 8 and 6 LA Chargers traveling to Houston and take on the 3 and 11 Houston Texans This game has a 46 point total where the L.A. Chargers are nine and a half point favorites in terms of injuries uh, on Houston side. Brandon Cooks, he was added to the COVID-19 reserve list. So uh, that's a blow there for the Texans on the Chargers side. Austin Eckler and Jalen Guyton were both added to the COVID-19 reserve list. So uh, in terms of this game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I'm going to take the Chargers to win. Uh, on the Houston side, this list was always one one name long, uh, <laughs> and, and now Brandon Cooks is out on COVID, so there's really no one to talk about on that side. Um, maybe Brevin Jordan, um, you know, have, will have some maybe, opportunities. You got a good matchup. Yeah, he's got a good matchup there with the Chargers. Um, you know, so you know that's a dart throw that worth taking there, I guess, if you're looking for some help um, on a Charger side. Justin Herbert continues to get it done regardless of who's around him. So, uh, he's going to be a QB one. Uh, I think Keenan Allen and and Mike Williams, I'm both, I'm going to treat both of them as wide receiver as wide receiver ones in this matchup, uh, without, especially without an Austin Eckler. And then Justin Jackson, I think, uh, gets treated as an RB two, potentially even an RB one, um, with the matchup here against Houston.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I'm going to take the Chargers to win. I don't see Houston scoring a lot of points. Chargers defense probably started the week for sure. Um, They'd probably be the MVP in this game, but on Houston side, it's really, yep, no one, I agree with you. Uh, Brevin Jordan Jordan maybe as a desperation tight end, but on the Chargers side, love Herbert, uh, no Eckler this week. So, um, possibly no earlier this week. So good, Justin Jackson is going to be that guy, uh, and yeah, Kenyon Allen and Mike Williams should both eat um, to be the you know two leading target getters in this offense for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Moving on to this next matchup, we've got the four and ten New York Giants traveling to Philadelphia to take on the seven and seven Philadelphia Eagles. This game has a a 40-and-a-half point total, where the Philadelphia Eagles are 10-point favorites. In terms of injuries here, uh, for the Giants, Daniel Jones, he was added to the injury reserve with a neck injury. Kadarius Toney, uh, who's been out with a quad or an oblique, as well as was on the COVID list, uh, according to Joe Judge, should be returning to the building. Not sure when he'll return to action, so I wouldn't even be counting on him for for the stretch of of, of uh, fantasy playoffs. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he's dealing with an ankle. Um, he's back and forth all, on and off the injury report with this thing. Um, so, he, you know, limited participant in practice. Think he'll give it a go, obviously. Uh, on the Philly side, Miles Sanders, he was DMP Wednesday with a quad. Um, Don't know if that's just maintenance because they played on Tuesday, um, but, you know, definitely, um, you know, keeping an eye on that. Jordan Howard, he was limited participant with a knee injury and then Jalen Hurts. He was questionable with an ankle, um, probably just again maintenance day for him as well. Greg, where are you at with this matchup here?
1: I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Philly to cover and Philly to win. Uh, I think this time Philly's able to score more points uh, at home. Um, we know the Giants are not going to really show up offensively, so they're not going to get it done. On the Giants side, All I probably all I want is Devontae Booker, honestly. Uh, as far as if Saquon is banged up, uh, you can maybe have him as a desperation RB3, but Devontae Booker has some high in RB3 value, maybe could give you a low in RB2 week um he's been you know very explosive with his runs lately uh and on the eagle side hurt season jalen hurts give me all of that he's back uh treat him as a qb1 territory doing both his legs and his arm uh even with you know the ankle he's, he looked very well yesterday on tuesday night um as far as dallas goddard he's been blowing up the uh, last couple of weeks being a monster tight end uh continuing to play him as such and as far as the running game, if Miles Sanders can go, he's been a solid. I think he's in that high RB2 category for me. Devontae Smith is basically benchable at this point. It's really hard to trust him. Uh, so I think Goddard is the main pass catcher in this offense.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to take the over here. I'm going to take Philadelphia to cover. I'm going to take Philadelphia to win. Uh on the Giants side, yeah, Saquon, if 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 he can go, I, I'm gonna have him as a as a low end RB2. Uh Booker as an RB three. Uh Evan Ingram, desperation tight end stream here. Um, but that's really as far as I'm going with this with this offense. On the Philly side, Jalen Hurts, you know, once again top three option at the quarterback position this week. Uh Dallas Goddard, mm-hmm. he's been money. Uh, so you obviously continue to roll him out there. Miles Sanders, he's been really good as of late as well. Top mm-hmm. 10 option. Um, you know, I can't even realize that he hadn't even scored a touchdown yet this year. That's kind of crazy.
1: Nope. High scrimmage um, yards in the league without a touchdown. Yeah, crazy.
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, and Devontae Smith, like you said, you know, is basically benchable. I mean, but the, the, the thing is, is like Jalen Hurts has gotten, if you look at just, you know, haven't watched him or just watching him the other day. Uh you know, the progression that he's made as a passer, the strides that he's made, like you know, Devontae Smith, you makes you kind of feel like that maybe that 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 <laughs> it'll be close, but maybe maybe we'll just wait till next year. We'll just wait till next year.
1: Yeah, yeah, next year it's gonna it's gonna work. Yeah. Hopefully the Giants play some Jake Fromm, get some Jake Fromm action this one. <laughs>
0: um let's move on to the next matchup, one PM game. 8-6 Baltimore Ravens travel to Cincinnati take on the 8-6 Cincinnati Bengals. This game has a 44.5-point total, where the Bengals are 2.5-point favorites. In terms of injuries, Lamar Jackson, he was he's a DMP Wednesday with that ankle injury that kept him out of the previous game. Uh, and John Harbaugh referred to him today as, as day-to-day, which... Was a red flag immediately for me because, you know, like yeah, I was like, I was. He said like that last Day to day means actually week to week. So, <laughs> not feeling good about this uh, for Lamar again for, uh, you know, potentially another week here. Uh, Cincinnati, they are okay on the injury front. Uh, in terms of the game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Cincy to cover. I'm going to take Cincy to win. If If Lamar doesn't go, Huntley. He's once again, uh, you know, QB one, um, you know, Mark Andrews, you know, he's the man, that's it. Uh, devonte Freeman, Sir. uh, in RB two Hollywood Brown. He's a, he's a wide receiver too. Um, and then on the, you know, on the Bengals side, Joe Burrow, I think he's a top 10 quarterback option. Uh, T Higgins, he's a top 15 wide receiver. Tyler Boyd has suddenly, you know, decided to involve himself <laughs> in this offense as of late. So, um, you know, continue to roll him out there as a as a wide receiver two flex option. And then Jamar Chase, he's a wide I'm gonna treat him as a wide receiver three with with upside for way more than that. And then Joe Mixon and RB two with upside for way more than that as well.
1: I'm gonna take the over, I'm gonna take Baltimore to cover, I'm gonna take Baltimore to win. Uh, regardless of Lamar Huntley, I think you know Baltimore just able to get it done. This is basically for the NFC, the AFC North right now. Uh, this this matchup, both A and six, so it's be good. So, very solid game on Baltimore side. Uh, but again, plan to have no Lamar, so have Tyler Huntley ready. But he's gonna give you a QB one week. Um, Devontae Freeman, I think he's gonna give you a solid RB two week, low and RB two week. Mark Andrews been the main pass catcher in this offense. You gotta trust him. As a top three option at the tight end position, with Kittle and Kelsey, uh, and Hollywood Brown, I think he's in that uh, wide receiver two territory. Uh, as far as the Cincinnati side, T. Higgins is uh, in a, in a good, definitely in a blow up spot this week for sure. Um, so I like his matchup. Joe Mixon, uh, also, you know, he's going to get a lot of volume, so he's going to be in that low RB one category. And Jamar Chase is definitely the lower ranked wide receiver. He did blow up. This was his blow up game against Baltimore. The first time he had uh, two touchdowns and they go over 201 yards. But uh so I, there's always potential for him to finish as a wide receiver. One, I have him as a low one wide receiver too, though. And Joe Barrow definitely should do better than last week. Uh Had a, that road matchup against Denver at home. Now Uh got him in that borderline QB one territory.
0: Yeah, definitely. This game has a ton of intrigue for sure. Uh, moving on to the next matchup 1 p m game the 211 and 1 detroit lions traveled to atlanta to take on the 6 and 8 atlanta falcons this game has a 42 and a half point total where the atlanta falcons are 6 point favorites in terms of injuries atlanta is okay uh in terms of uh all on the detroit side deandre swift was a limited participant in practice uh with a shoulder injury so that's some positive news there for him uh, Josh Reynolds, he was limited with a thigh injury. And then Jared Goff, he was added to the COVID-19 list and most likely will be out on Sunday. Greg, where are you at with this matchup here?
1: I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover, take Atlanta to win. Um, on Atlanta's side, you already know how I feel about Matt Ryan. He's my streamer of the week. I think he has a solid game here. Can get uh, a very a nice mid-tier QB2 week, high in QB2 week. Um, as far as the... You know, star players for their team, Cordell Patterson, Kyle Pitts, uh, Russell Gage. I think those guys are all usable. Uh, Cordell Patterson, Kyle Pitts, uh, one's at their position. And Russell Gage has been a nice wide receiver to these last couple of weeks uh, and can get you some blow up as he can get down the field for this team, uh, which I think he will. So definitely play him. Uh, On Detroit side, uh, Swift and Jamal Williams were spotted back at practice. So Craig Randall's season might be over. It was definitely uh, nice for him, uh, you know. Uh, if you guys added him and used him for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but, if, you know, keep an eye on the you know, reports about Swift and, and Williams because this team is bad. So, you know, they might miraculously just keep him, send him out to take losses. Uh, and, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as who I would use. As far as Amon Ross St. Brown, as far as the receivers, for sure, he's definitely into that top 30 category every week.
0: Top thirty, give my man some credit.
1: Yo, uh, yo, yo, that's yo, yo, that's consistency, yo, top thirty every
0: <laughs> Yo, I mean that's, three that's weeks cool. in a row. He's been like a wide he's been a wide receiver like fifteen or better. But anyway, um <laughs> the uh I'm gonna take the over here. I'm gonna take Atlanta to cover, We're gonna take Atlanta to win. Uh, on the Atlanta side, Cordero Patterson, this little management thing is a killer, man. I'm telling you. Um, I think you still got to take a shot on him. Uh, the touchdown upside is still going to be there. Um, Russell Gage, I like him as a top ten option again this week. Uh, Kyle Pitts, he's in a great spot this week as well. I, I you know I think he's definitely a top six, top seven option this week for sure. Um, Mike Davis has some uh, running back flex, RB three flex appeal. Um, you know if Cordell Patterson is gonna you know get not phased out, but his touch is limited. They've got to go somewhere. So Mike Davis, I think, has some intrigue there. Uh, and then uh, on the Detroit side, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's got wide receiver one upside. Uh, Craig Roberts, uh, top 10 running back upside. If Williams and Swift can't go, um, but if if those yeah. guys go, this running back, this backfield's a mess. And I honestly, um, I, I think I would take my shot on Swift just because, his name is DeAndre Swift, and he's talented, but I I would not yeah. feel comfortable doing that.
1: They wouldn't bring him back if they weren't gonna like use him at this point in the season. I think so. If he's playing, he's he should be used.
0: That would be the hope. That would yeah yeah be yeah the hope. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to the next matchup, the two and twelve Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to New York or MetLife in New Jersey to take on the. 3-11 New York Jets. This game has a 41.5-point total where the New York Jets are one-point favorites. In terms of injuries on Jacksonville side, Carlos Hyde, he was placed on injury reserve. Uh, running back James Robinson, he's dealing with knee injuries, so he was a limited particip- participant in practice. On the New York Jets side, they've got a little bit of a COVID breakout. Um, head coach Robert Sala was added to the – well, was, was – I don't know if coaches can get added to the COVID list, but he was test positive for COVID and he uh, has, you know, is basically out for this game this week. Uh, I I haven't gotten firm confirmation of it, but uh, it's, I got an alert that said Michael Carter was added. The Jets have two Michael Carters uh, on their team. They do. Uh, so uh, I know that the well, Michael Carter on defense was definitely added, but I haven't gotten confirmation. If Michael Carter on offense was added at all. So uh be on the lookout for that. Uh but they're you know they're definitely the Jets definitely are you know have a COVID breakout happening right now across their team. So I mean there's one going across the league. But um in terms of this game here, I'm gonna take the under, I'm gonna take Jacksonville to cover, I'm gonna take Jacksonville to win. Um on the Jacksonville side, James Robinson, uh obviously the Jets have been weak against running backs. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy, Uh the Jets have been weak weak against tight ends uh, on the <laughs> Jets side. Um, Jameson Crowder and Braxton Barrios, Uh, you know, I, I, again, they're the only ones that in this offense right now that have the the ability to make plays. And as, this is Michael. This is a Michael Carter can't go, but Michael Carter wasn't even, uh, you know, very good last week in his first game back. But uh, I think that. He was just too good, um, you know. F- the stretch before he before he suffered that high ankle sprain, uh, that I think you know he'll he'll he should he should earn his role back as as he gets healthier. It's, I think that starts this week.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Jets to cover and the Jets to win. I just can't see the Jets losing. Jacksonville hasn't won an, a, a road game this year. They're almost six on the road. Like, yo, no. <laughs> they lost last week. They they lost last. Yeah, week. it was like the
0: first game without Orbmyer, which is. <laughs> it like... was
1: Houston, like
0: <laughs>
1: the Jets. Uh, the two of their three wins are at home, so you know they think they get it done. uh barrios and, and Crowder. I agree with you on their on the, that side. Uh, probably the only usable receivers uh, in deeper league flexes conversation. um Michael Carter, if he's able to go, he's he's the best player. Uh, on the scene with Elijah Moore, but you know Elijah Moore's not playing. He's also on on the COVID list too. Uh, but uh, yeah, Michael Carter start him up if he's going. On Jacksonville's side, I'm only looking at James Robinson if he's able to go. He's got a smash spot matchup here uh, for sure. He if he's able to go, he can put up a, a RB one day like the RB one.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Moving on to this next matchup, man, we got the 10-4 L.A. Rams traveling to Minnesota to take on the 7-7 Minnesota Vikings. This game has a 49-and-a-half point total, where the L.A. Rams are three-point favorites. In terms of injuries, the Rams are okay, Um, you know, getting some guys back from the COVID list. Uh, In in terms of Minnesota, Adam Thielen, he's still dealing with that ankle injury. Um, He was a game-time decision Before their game on Monday night, Uh, he did not go. So maybe he's closer, uh, has yet to practice. So maybe if he can get some practices in, that would give us a better idea. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he's dealing with a rib injury apparently. So something to monitor there. Uh, Greg, where are you going with this matchup here?
1: I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Rams to cover, take the Rams to win. Uh on the Rams side, this is a smash spot for both Stafford and Cup. I think they're going to absolutely destroy in this matchup, um, especially Cooper Cup. Um continue to for him to be what he's been doing all year. Setting records uh, at this point in the season might break some some uh some records at the end of the season, which is great. Uh Sony Michelle, if he's able to go, depending on the running backs, um if it's Daryl Henderson, um, but if if Sony Michelle being the number one running back, you're playing him, I think, as a RB two um as far as the secondary receiver van jefferson odell it's really you know hard to trust who's going to be but um i think van jefferson has a little higher upside um but i would both rank him in that our wide receiver three category on the viking side it's dalvin cook it's justin jefferson um, Adam Thielen, if he's able to go out, he was close last week, um, surprisingly. So he's, I think he'll be closer to playing this week. If he's able to go, he's in that low and wide receiver two territory for me. And if Kirk Cousins is healthy, um, it's not a primetime game. So yeah, lock and load him, play play him. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm going to take, uh, Minnesota. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Minnesota to cover. Uh, but I'm going to take the Rams to win this game has some has a ton of intrigue to me. Uh it could be a ton of shootout potential here as well. Uh Cooper Cup, like you know, you were saying a wide receiver one. I mean him and Stafford are in a phenomenal spot here. Uh Matthew Stafford has top five upside this week. Mm-hmm. Uh Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr., uh both wide receiver threes. I agree with you. I think I probably prefer Van over Odell. Um but again both of those guys in a game like this can have a ton of upside. Uh, Sonny Michel, I think he's the lead back right now. He's operating as such, so uh, I would lean on him as, as an RB2 option. Hendo's going to be more of an RB3 uh, with some pass catching uh, upside here. Uh, in terms of Minnesota, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, uh, both those guys, uh, you know, they're going to be the engines of this Minnesota offense. Um you know, and that's that's probably gonna be it for me in season long. I mean Kirk Cousins, I could you could you could tell a story where it could go so bad for Kirk Cousins. Um, but obviously this this game, this you know, it could be it could be so good in terms of you know, there's a high total or you know, forty nine and a half, you know, almost sitting at fifty points. It's a close spread at, at you know, mm-hmm. at three not points plus time. it's not in prime time, so that's good. To, um, you know, it's just like, you know, Jalen Ramsey you know, Aaron Donald. it's just there's just there's this thing in my head where I'm just like, <laughs> uh, you know, this thing could be bad here. Uh but, you know, Cooper Cup, you know, again, uh I you know, I think that he's you know, he's uh he's well, Cooper Cup, he doesn't play with Cooper Cup, he plays with Justin Jefferson. Uh <laughs> Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Uh and you know, Kirk Cousins, I I think just, you know, in any game where he, they have to score points. He's 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 a part of that. So, um, you know, maybe maybe you, you you you've ridden him this far. Maybe you just ride him out for another game here. Um, moving on in the next matchup. Also, 1 p.m., the eight and six Buffalo Bills traveling to New England to take on the nine and five New England Patriots. This game has a forty-three and a half point total where the New England Patriots are two and a half point favorites. In terms of injuries on the Buffalo side, Emmanuel Sanders, he was a limited participant with a knee injury. Uh Cole Beasley, he's out as he was placed on the COVID nineteen reserve list. Greg, why are you laughing? I'm like Sanders, stay out. Stay stay out. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> um In terms of New England, Kendrick Bourne, he has a chance to play. Uh, He's on the COVID-19 reserve list. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he was a DMP with an illness. Uh, Damian Harris, he was limited with a hamstring. Uh, In terms of the the, uh, game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Buffalo to cover. I'm going to take Buffalo to win. Uh, Josh Allen gets a little bit of a downgrade here, but I think you you can start him – you know, as a lower end QB one, uh, he's not running, which again, going to cap that upside. But he, he's still he's still their best form uh, of generating offense. I think uh, Devin Singletary, he's an RB two. Uh Stephon Diggs should see a ton of attention. Gabe Davis, he's a wide receiver three should, you know, continue to see a ton more opportunity. Uh, Dawson Knox, he's going to you know, be a solid tight end option for me on the New England side. Damian Harris if he's healthy probably the running back one for New England uh Ramondre Stevenson didn't do anything to um to really wrestle the you know the job or any more opportunities away from from Her- Damian Harris in that in that absence against Indianapolis uh Mac Jones he's he's a QB2 I think I think he's probably going to have a better game than people are anticipating. Uh I know everyone's going to look to that game that they had a couple weeks ago and be like, hey, Mac Jones is not going to do much against this defense. He's not going to throw the ball. But, you know, that game was played in in really poor weather. So I think we, you know, like Belichick said, they haven't seen all their pass plays yet. So I think that we see some of those pass plays used on Sunday. So Kendrick Bourne, probably the wide receiver I want to target in that situation. Uh, And then Hunter Henry going to be the tight end that I want in that situation as well.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how people can use that game in any context ever. When people use that game, I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. You have it's to not, throw it out. Yeah, you have to throw it out, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the under, though. I'm going to take the Pats to cover. I'm going to take the Pats to win. Uh, I think that just being a Fox Pro just gives them a little bit of edge. Uh, on the pat side, though, if Damon Harris is able to go, I think he's yeah, back to that um RB1 slot for the team. I think he is in, if I'm a rank him, uh, mid-tier RB2, uh, with Stevenson being a RB3. Uh, as far as the receiver I want, I agree, is Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry, as far as the other pass catcher that I want on this offense, for sure. Uh, Mac Jones seems to be, you know, have a strong affinity to him, especially in the red zone. Uh, on the Buffalo side, Josh Allen, QB1, no matter how he does it. Uh, as far as Definitely Singletary is going to be involved because he's going to be getting carries if Josh Allen's not running. So I think he's going to get that 15 carry work, which is nice to produce a low RB2 week. Uh, some higher upside if he gets a touchdown. As far as the receivers, Diggs, you're starting him up. No Kobe's Beasley. He's on the COVID-19 list. Uh, he's unvaccinated for sure. He's made that clear. Uh, so Gabe Davis, man, if Emmanuel Sanders can't go, just, Gabe Davis is going to be uh, hopefully – Get into the end zone again, get some a high target number, get close to seven, eight targets, and then Dawson Knox being top five tight end every week.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. I like that. Um, Moving on to the four o'clock games, the four or five p.m. We've got the four and ten Chicago Bears traveling to Seattle to take on the five and nine Seattle Seahawks. This game has a forty-three and a half point total. The Seattle Seahawks are six and a half point favorites. In terms of injuries, Justin Fields he's dealing with an ankle injury. He's limited participant in practice. Tyler Lockett for Seattle he's clo- according this quote comes from Pete Carroll closing in on being activated from the from the COVID-19 reserve list. So uh, seems like that means he's close to returning, but nothing concrete yet. Um, again, the most optimistic man in the world, Pete yeah, Carroll through COVID. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, Justin Fields. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'm gonna take the under here. I'm. This isn't me. Yeah, this isn't me. Greg, you, you're up. Is it? What, what do you, yeah, I think it's oh, you. Oh,
1: yeah. It's you definitely. right. You right. I'm gonna take the over. I take Chicago to cover, but I'm gonna take Seattle to win. Uh, on Seattle side, Russell Wilson I think can give you a. Uh, you know, QB2 week. Um, he didn't have a very good week last week, but. You know, that Rams line is finally getting healthy, I think. The Bears' D-line can disturb some people with Quinn and them boys, so I, I think he's in that QB2 territory. Uh, as far as the passing game, Tyler Lockett, if he's able to go, you're starting him, firing him up as a, a low-and-wide receiver one. He was uh, blowing up with uh, Russell Wilson last couple weeks, not trusting DK, uh, and yeah, as far as that's pretty much it. Rashad Penny... I think it's in that RB3 category. For the Bears, though, uh, Dave Montgomery's in a smash spot here. I think he's in a really good spot, a good matchup, uh, still getting good volume. Uh, and Darna Mooney, I think is in that wide receiver three territory as well with some wide receiver two upside. Uh, and that's about it. Cole Comet, it's always a streamable tight end.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Bears to cover. I'm going to take the Seahawks to win. I think Justin Fields has uh quarterback one upside again this week uh in, in this spot against Seattle. Uh, hopefully the ankle doesn't limit him. Uh, but he's a tough he's a tough kid. So you know I think he'll he'll play through that. Uh Dave Montgomery, like you said, some real real high end RB one upside in this spot here. Mm-hmm. Uh Cole Komet, tight end one option, you know, my stream of the week. Uh, I like that. Darnell Mooney, wide receiver two, wide receiver three option this week here. Uh, the matchup, again, is, is good against Seattle, um, you know, and then Russ, you know, he has some quarterback one upside in, in the matchup like this. Uh, not obviously not in love with his recent performances, but definitely see the upside there. You could tell yourself that story. Uh, Tyler Lockett, um, yeah, like you said, he's got to be in your lineup if he goes um, and, you know, DK Metcalf, you know, again, I, I, I've been saying that he's. If you just look at him as a wide receiver three or four or somebody you're gonna put in your flex, you feel much better about it. Had 12 targets last week, so that's definitely a number that you feel good about. The matchup here is not terrible, so I definitely could see myself taking a shot on him as a as a flex option. Yeah. Moving on in the next matchup here, 4.25 p.m., we got the 7-7 Denver Broncos traveling to Las Vegas to take on the 7-7 Las Vegas Raiders. This game has a 41.5-point total, where the Las Vegas Raiders are one-point favorites, essentially a pick em here. In terms of injuries, on the Denver side, Javante Williams, he was a limited participant with a knee injury, uh, the same in- injury that he was dealing with from the week prior. Uh Teddy Bridgewater, he was he's out with a concussion. On the Vegas side, Darren Waller, he was DMP Wednesday with a knee and a back. Uh the same one that kept him out last week, or these, you know, those these last few games actually. Uh Josh Jacobs, he was DMP with an illness. And then Foster Moreau, he was a limited participant on Wednesday with a thigh injury. I'm gonna take the over here. I'm gonna take the Raiders to cover. I'm gonna take the Raiders to win. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, both in good spots here. I, You know, I'm always going to lean towards Javante Williams. Um, he's been involved in the pass game too, which has been really nice. Uh, on the, in terms of pass catchers, Noah Fant, he's a tight end one. Um, you know, again, that doesn't mean a whole lot in terms of, you know, he he's just a tight end that happens to have a likelihood of finishing in the top 12 at his position. Uh, and then out O, he's someone I think you can you can hit the emergency glass on like if you really need a tight end. Um, he's somebody that I you know I'm gonna be comfortable recommending every week.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Denver to cover and
0: Denver oh, wait, to win. Oh wait, sorry, 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 I didn't hit the Raiders oh, okay. side at all. Uh, no, on the Raiders right, side, yeah. Josh Jacobs an RB one, Hunter Renfro high end wide receiver two. That's it for me. Now I pass it back to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, to piggyback off the Raiders' side, I agree with you. I do like Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro. I mean, Foster Monroe's proved us nothing, especially if Darren Waller can't go. Uh, so, those two guys are mine. On Denver side, uh, like the running backs, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, I agree, has the higher upside to give you possibly RB1, low on RB1 upside. Uh, and as far as the pass catchers, it's, yeah, I'm looking at the tight ends. Uh, Noah Fant and Al O, yeah, those are really the the two pass guys I'm looking at. It's uh, pretty rough for this offense, but I think they get it done with the run game.